I'm all for em- player empowerment, but I feel like I draw the line at somebody like James Harden. <laughs> I don't know how y'all feel about that, but that's player well, because, empowerment. Because he's doing what, is that because he's doing what Anthony Davis did a couple years ago? No, no, no. I see. <laughs> it is not an app. That that is not what Anthony Davis did. The reason here's here's the difference between Anthony Davis and James Harden. Tell me, Laker fan. Thank you for downloading and listening to West Box Score. I'm Alex Gonzalez, joined once again by my homies, Donald, Sonny, and Mono. What's up, guys? What's up, senor? What's good, man? It's all good right now. Before we get started, I got to take a moment to thank Blue Wire Hustle. Make sure you check them out at Blue Wire Pods on Twitter. They're a sports podcasting network bringing together new generations of creators. Check them out on Twitter. Check us out on Twitter as well, at West Box Score. Check out Sonny and Mondo's podcast, The Fox Crate Podcast. Where are we going to get a new episode, Sonny? Uh, we're doing an end-of-the-year special with uh, with a guest. Uh, similar to this show, we actually have a guest. You know, we tried to book this guest that we're about <laughs> to have on this show for our podcast, but his agent said that uh, it's only one at a time here. There's a... <laughs> So we couldn't afford him yet, but we're saving up our pennies to bring him on eventually. But in the meantime, we're going to be dropping an end of the year special with another guest. Her name's the Vinyl Doctor. We've had her on before. Oh, yeah. Um, nice. We're going to do our end of the year special. So be on the lookout for that uh, before the end of the year. Man, specials on top of specials. Don't forget the Lucha Royale specials coming out soon. West Box Score guys, myself, Sonny, Donald, and Rick. Uh, I'll talk, not Primo Rick, Rick Esparza, you'll meet him on Lucha Royale, drop in soon this week, as a matter of fact, check it out, it's going to be worth your time, if you're a wrestling fan, a wrestling mark, you're going to love it, we talk all about the WWE Attitude Era, and uh, it's exciting to watch, but without further ado, as Sonny was saying, this guest man, we, uh, we had to move mountains to get him on, as you heard, he's going to be on a future episode of the Fox Crate podcast, man. This guy, believe it or not, this is the one person, the one person I know that is a Clippers fan. The, um, I mean, apparently there's more, but I don't believe it's true. We'll ask him if he's met other Clippers fans out in the wild. Clipper Pablo, Peruvian Pablo, just Pablo the man. Welcome, Pablo, to West Box Score. Hey, thank you guys for uh, for having me. This is a dream come true for me. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I, thought, I, thought we, I thought we all agreed that we were going to call him Pandemic Pablo. I mean, Pandemic P. I thought that was what, that's what I was told, Pablo. That the you man prefer. of many names. <laughs> hey, man, you guys can call me whatever you want at the end of the day. I'm here to take the hits. He's just, I mean, he's out making hits, by the way, too. 2018 album of the year, according to many people in Trujillo, Peru. Uh, simple. <laughs> Uh, was made by Pablo Cabrera. Check that out on Spotify. Ask my cousins, all my family down in Peru, they listen to it all the time. <laughs> nice. Nice. nice I mean, I've listened to it too, and it's it's a good album, man. In all seriousness, Pablo, really talented musician. Simple is worth your listen. So check it out on Spotify or wherever you stream music. It's available everywhere. He's a international music <laughs> sensation right here, Pablo Cabrera. So uh, first things first, Pablo, as we were saying... The one and only Clippers fan that we know, what made you become a Clippers fan? Well, I mean, if you think about if 
You, you know, the purple and gold, the whatever you guys are into. That's uh, <laughs> hey, if, tread, you, if, tread you guys, if you guys here. think about it, if you guys think about it, those colors are awful, man. Uh, if, okay. Imagine, imagine if, if, if those colors were not linked to the Lakers, okay? And somebody tells you, hey, man, you need to wear purple and gold. You'd be like, what the fuck? Am I, am, am I a clown? <laughs> well, what's going on here? <laughs> but you sports fans, you know, you get past that. Fan. You guys get past that and just ignore the fact that it looks awful. I'll tell you what colors don't go. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. Blue, red, and gold. Because the Clippers are have never seen gold in their <laughs> life. <laughs> so... so you know, it, it's I, funny because I see the hat you're wearing, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm wear, for the listeners out there, I'm wearing wearing an LAFC cap. Thank you very much. Uh, we haven't attained gold yet, but uh, it's coming. I, I'm, I'm putting on my future hat and it, it's coming. That's anyways, a future bet right there. Who wins a championship first, LAFC or the Clippers? Oh, I'll take Ooh. that. That's going to take years, Let's man. Go. That's go. a long-term goal. That's a long-term investment right there. Who's going to uh, pay those dividends, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to keep my money, man. <laughs> so, Pablo, as I was saying, you're big in Peru. You were born in Peru, right? So, tell us where, where, you, know, where you grew up in Peru, what it was like, and when you came to the United States. Uh, I grew up in a city called Trujillo, as you know. Uh, that's north of Lima. I came here when I was 14, just about, uh, I was about to turn 15, so right into high school, uh, freshman year of high school. So that was a bit of a nightmare, but (laughs) I got through it uh, and uh, here I am. You know, I went to high school here, college here, uh, and now I I don't think I ever want to go back. No offense (laughs) to my peeps, but. uh, So did, when you were in Peru, did you, did you um, follow the NBA then? Or was it just. uh, because I know you're a big soccer fan, and we'll get into that later in this podcast. But as it relates to the Clipper fandom, were the roots already sown for you while you were in your your home country? No, I I, I don't. I wouldn't say I was an NBA fan. That came more when I was here. When I was okay. here, in fact, I got into baseball first, and then oh, okay. I I started to realize how boring. Am I getting offense? You guys, uh, <laughs> but then I picked. That's when I picked up basketball. You know, I used to watch Kobe, and he was fun to watch. Uh, but I I was never a true fan of any team. <laughs> a little bit, and then uh, somehow at my old at the station that I used to work at, uh, they had prime ticket. I had never had prime ticket before. So I started watching those games every single night. This is when Blake Griffin first came on, uh, 2000, what? Lob City. Or something. Lob City. Yeah. Yep. Right before Chris Paul came on. So yep. I used to watch Blake Griffin all the time. It was a lot of fun to watch. And then Chris Paul came and, you know, I just uh, started watching them more and more. And now here, here I am. Nice. Nice. That's just so crazy that you would rather watch Lob City at that time than Kobe. I guess it's because Kobe was on the downside of his career. Yeah. I would only imagine. Yeah, Lob City came during what we call the dark years for the, for Laker fans. Um, it was when Kobe was on the decline already. And it was just prior to his Achilles injury. Um, I think a season or two before his Achilles injury. So that makes sense, man. That makes yeah. sense. The Clippers Timing were on the ri- Clippers were on the rise, and the Lakers were definitely not the Lakers that we we were accustomed to for the early two th- thousands. So, 
Okay, it makes a little more sense, man. It, yeah, it makes a little bit more sense. I agree with you, Sonny. <laughs> it, the, the timing is everything there when you really got into the Clippers. So now that you're a Clippers fan and you're not switching over, even though the Lakers have LeBron James, they have the biggest superstars. They always tend to get the bigger superstars always on their franchise. So what do you feel, being a Clippers fan, looking at the Lakers fan base, what do you, how do they treat you? How do you feel about the Lakers overall uh, as their organization and their fans? Don't hold back. It's funny <laughs> you mentioned that. <laughs> um, Laker fans are the worst, man. <laughs> wow. And I mean, and, and I say that with respect. Yeah. <laughs> All due respect. Thank you. <laughs> yes, because... <laughs> Sports fans, once again, we're so mean to each other. <laughs> and Laker fans can be the meanest. And man, Kobe fans, even worse. Like, you cannot <laughs> talk about Kobe in any other way other than he is a god. But hey, man, you know, they the Lakers so had far a, facts. a few rough years. They had a few rough years when even in the rough years, you guys talked shit, which is weird <laughs> to me. <laughs> but nowadays, you know, you just won the championship. You have a, a bit of a good reason to go back to being your awful selves. <laughs> <laughs> being the realness that we, the Laker fans are, spe- just viewing facts that Kobe is, in fact, a, late, a basketball god among goats. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah. there's no, <laughs> I don't see how that's wrong, but okay, I guess us being ourselves, just viewing the facts, you don't care for that. So, let's talk about some other facts. What happened in that NBA bubble this past 2020 season to your contending Los Angeles Clippers? Not, what really not just contending. Happened? Wait, we're not just contending. The Clippers, by, by many people's accounts, were favorites yeah. to, to win this thing. I mean... So, so, uh, yeah, I'm curious to hear what Pablo, as you being a fan, because because okay. oftentimes we've discussed on this that sometimes as fans we're even harder on our own teams, and we have mm-hmm. a different view. And I don't know if that's the case for you going into last season, but um, please tell us. Well, I let's go back to who was saying that the Clippers were a contender, right? If you paid any attention to the season, e- even before the pandemic hit. The Clippers were not looking all that great. You know, Paul George was injured. They never he never played with Kawhi for more than a handful of games. When they do, when they ended up playing together, that's when the pandemic hit. So to say that anyone thought, oh my, my God, they're gonna go all the way. I mean, sure, because that could happen to anyone who has a decent team. But then if you looked over at the other side with the Lakers, you, you, anyone could have told you, hey, this is the team to beat. So to me, I, I yes, I, did I expect them to make it past Denver? Yes, of course I did. I, I, I still think they, they were the better team on paper. But as anyone will tell you, and anyone can be good on paper and then you still have to perform and they just didn't. So what was, what was in your mind the reason uh, th- that they didn't? Was it chemistry or was it any single player not? not performing what what you felt the way that you felt they should have or like I'm trying to figure out the blame pie here (laughs) and how Clipper fans because I I know as outsiders we have our own theories as to what caused the destruction of the Clippers last season but I'm curious like what do you think was it Doc Rivers because clearly he's the one that first one first man out the door 
Yeah, well, there's pie to go around, but I would say that chemistry was definitely the number one issue. Uh, e- even in 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 the NBA bubble, you could see, it, you know, even with Denver, they would score and their bench would go crazy, and they're like, you know, pumping each other up because hey, man, yeah, that that's so good. And then you would look over to the to the to the Clippers bench, and they're like, oh, okay, sure, like they didn't. They weren't happy for each other if I'm sure they were, but they just didn't show it. And sometimes you need to show that, you know, there's no fans. Um, I think some of them had some family there toward the end, but that's not enough. You've, You've been used to, you know, feeding off the crowd. You don't have that anymore. So you look to your bench and you see them all sitting down. You see Kawhi when he's on the bench and he's like... Okay. Yeah, sure. I've done this before. Yeah. Well, sometimes you need to see that. You need to see the excitement. You need to feel the excitement. And I I saw with every other bench, they all got each other's backs. And with the Clippers, you didn't see that too much. Yeah. And that's weird. They have the funnest guy in the NBA on their bench there. (laughs) He should have been cheering them on. (laughs) Well, you know, sometimes you, you need more than Kawhi. A little bit more, like maybe Paul George. Where was Paul George during this? Well, Paul George had a a bit of a breakdown, and it happens. You know, nobody knows what it was like to go through that. I respect him for talking about it. Um, it takes guts to talk about it because after after he said something, other people came out and said, "Hey, you know what? Yeah, he's right. This is a real thing." But I, again, with sports fans, and I'm sorry that I go back to that. We Not always for- talk about how, oh no, feelings. No, you can't talk about that, man. You're, you're a man. You're not supposed to feel that. Go out and perform. That's what we pay you for. And sometimes we forget that these are people too. They miss their families. They miss their friends. They can't see anyone. And it does affect you. With that being said, that's a problem that every other team there had. So that should not be an excuse. Do you feel, because in saying that now, I'm curious what your thoughts, because some people have argued now that that bubble championship was actually in many ways harder than a regular season. And then there's others, of course, who wanted to instantly apply an asterisk. I see you Celtic fans and <laughs> out there um, <laughs> that wanted to apply an asterisk immediately and say, not a real season because it wasn't played under normal circumstances. What do you think? Do you think it was, as a fan watching all this, did you think it was tougher, uh, just different or, or what? I would say it's just different. I, I don't think you need an asterisk next to it. I think it was just different because once again, it's not like someone else didn't go through what the champion had to go through. You know what I mean? Uh, Everyone went through the same thing. It's like when you, if you're talking about asterisks, then you can, you can do that with injuries. You know, when, when Kevin Durant went down, it's like, oh, well, that's not a real championship. Well, no, everyone deals with that. Everyone goes through that. It could happen to anybody. I think it was just different. It was a weird year. It was a weird championship, but I don't think it deserves an asterisk or anything. I got to say, Pablo is one of the most enlightened sports fans that I've ever had the pleasure of talking sports with. You're right. You're right. right. He's very, he's very wise beyond his years and, and very smart here when it comes to sports because when I watch he, when he watches sports he doesn't get tangled with the emotions of a, of a team winning and losing like a I don't lot know of man. Sports- have you have you witnessed the Barcelona game with him in the room <laughs> 
one. I, this dude one, loses his shit sometimes. Just, just one. And there was a, it was a zero zero um, classico. Uh, remember that? Remember oh, that's you, right. You Donald was there. Yeah, yeah that's oh, we right. went to uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. That's right. And <laughs> yes. it was just. It wasn't that great. It was like, I think uh, Bleach Report may have said it was one of the, the most boring classicals of all time. It like has the, the classical lost its luster. Like it was, a, it, was a, it was a bad one to watch. So I didn't see him get too upset over it. So that's why he's very even keeled about, you know, taking sports for what it is. And we Don't get me wrong. About- I'll get emotional during the game. But after that, I feel like it. you can't give these people too much importance. You know, mm-hmm. if you di- if you didn't perform, you didn't play well, hey man, at the end of the day, you didn't deserve to win. If you didn't deserve to win, why should I get upset? Yeah, you're right, man. So looking ahead to the 2021 season, it's going to still be a different NBA season. How do you think your Clippers are going to fare this time? What are your, you know, what are your hopes for the this team? Do you think they're going to finally live up to their expectations with their new coach, Tyron Lue? Do you think it's going to be a a better performance on the on the court? And how about the back and forth shots between Doc Rivers and, and <laughs> Paul and uh, and Paul George? Man, I've I've been watching that. I literally, it's been like a popcorn meme where like I'm just like, oh, what's he going to say next? <laughs> <laughs> he said, he said. Yeah. Hey, man, they're being honest. You got to appreciate that, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I I think my hopes and my expectations are kind of different. Mm-hmm. I do hope that they do well. But um, to be 100% honest with you, I don't think they're going to have that good of a season. Mm. Um, I don't, I would, I would say maybe top six if they're lucky. Yeah, uh, but hey, man, I wouldn't be surprised if they get if they end up doing one of those playing games toward the end of the season. You know how really? the seventh through through tenth they have to play yeah. each other in yeah. order to make it to the playoffs. I wouldn't be surprised if if the Clippers find themselves in that area. To be honest with you, do you find yourself as the outlier amongst Clipper fans thinking like that, or do most of the fans? agree with you that you've that you've interacted with i mean contrary to alex's rhetoric there are there are fans out there of the Clippers. <laughs> and um, yours you said it too yeah Come i on, did man. say it i did say it i said it I, he said it more recently that's why i'm calling him out <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i i'll own up to it of of all have all three of you gotten together and and do you all think the same is my question i mean <laughs> um well, I, I think a lot of Clippers fans, unfortunately, look at the paper, right? And, and and still looks good. It still looks like a good team. But even just watching the preseason games, and preseason means nothing. I'll be the first to give you that. But even watching preseason, you you, you know, you see some things and you're like, oh man, that looks good. Oh man, that other kid. Oh, he, he might get some minutes. I was watching the three preseason games that they had and there was nothing there, man. To be honest with you, there was nothing. I mean, uh, Kawhi will do his thing. Uh, PG will do his thing. But after that, that's as far as you go. And as you guys know, in, this, in, in the NBA nowadays, you need way more than that. And, and I don't think they have that third piece yet. I'm hoping as the season goes on, they might get better. But that's what we said last season and that just never happened. So I don't see why it happened this time around. So what does that mean for how you feel the expectations? Clearly, there's still a playoff team. 
they're not like a team that's just, you know, I hope so. not going to make, you know what I mean? They're going to be in the playoffs. So do you think this time around they'll, they'll have that mental toughness to get through it? Um, given that last season, it felt like based on everything that we've talked about so far, uh, you know, it seems like it was a lot of mental toughness that was just lacking on their end um, from, you know, Paul George saying what he said. Completely understandable, but like we all talked about, like it seems like that championship was a, a, a bit more mental than we thought. You, are you kind of counting on other teams to kind of fall out mentally? To be honest with you, I don't know. I know a couple Clippers have talked about how the the Denver series kind of left a bad taste in their mouth and God, I hope it did. Um, <laughs> now, what does that do going forward? I, I don't, I, I really don't know. I I yeah. I can't see this team getting past the Lakers, for example. And to be honest with you, I don't see any team doing that. Now, I I mean maybe the Nets, if they even click the way they're they're hoping they will. But to say that the Clippers have a legitimate shot to win the NBA championship today before the season gets underway, I I I don't think I can say that. Fair enough. So I gotta ask this. You are a big soccer fan also, but I remember when this whole pandemic thing was shut down and there was no sports. I remember asking you, Pablo, if one sport could come back, what sport would you want to come back? And you kept saying basketball. You'd rather see basketball than soccer. So I found that interesting. So you like to watch basketball besides your, your Clippers. So who are some of the teams you like to watch and players you like to follow? Well, yes, I'm a big fan of the sport. Um I, I've always enjoyed watching LeBron James. Always. I, I don't I don't get where the hate comes from. Well, I, I get it because sports fans are the worst. <laughs> but um but like I enjoyed watching him. I always enjoyed watching Golden State. You know, they it's it, oh, it it was such a thing of beauty to watch them play when they, you know, when it was him, uh Steph, uh Kue and uh Draymond Green. You know, it was a thing of beauty. Um but like I don't follow other teams per se. Like whenever there's a there's a game on national TV, like I'll watch that because those tend to be good. But uh, once like this year, I'm excited to see what Kyrie and Kevin Durant do. I I think this can it's it's it could be a shit show or it could be the greatest <laughs> show on earth. You know? Are you yeah. so I'm looking Jerry forward West to now? watching that? <laughs> Oh, I know. You're, are, you are you quoting, quoting Jerry, Jerry West now West? over there? <laughs> oh, you, you guys need to get past the headlines, man. <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, speaking of headlines, Montrose Harrow made some headlines by switching uh, sides and going to the better team in LA. Uh, <laughs> what do you feel about him going to the Lakers now? Yeah. Oh, it's great. It's great. <laughs> great pickup for you guys. You'll see. <laughs> you don't think it's going to hurt the Clippers chances at all uh, maybe it will help the Lakers get a better seed during the regular season but I'm, I'm telling you man that I, I think I, I talked to Donald about this back in the day when he was uh, you know there were rumors that you know he was a free agent so there were a possibility of either you're going to re-sign him or he's going to go somewhere else and I told him you're going to have to overpay this guy. If you want to get him, you're going to have to overpay. And I just don't think anyone should do it. Somebody will, but I didn't want the Clippers to do it. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of happy that they didn't. I, it, He's just not 
the, the difference maker that some people made him out to be, unfortunately. And I told you even before, and I, and I used to say that even before he left the Clippers, unfortunately. Uh, he, he He's just not that player. He will bring energy. He will dominate bad teams, but he is not going to do too much when you put a good player on him. Hate to break that to you guys, but, uh, <laughs> but you'll see. Well, we uh, we like to think we have an embarrassment of riches this season. So uh, hopefully we don't rely <laughs> on Montrez the way Clippers had to rely on him. Um, but yeah, you could be right. From what I saw at times, Montrez was too inconsistent when he was with the Clippers. Um, That's just bad coaching though. <laughs> so uh, yeah, a- that, that too. Here's a question I have for you, though, because I'm, I'm curious. I'm just interested. Since you are somewhat, a re- I guess, a relatively newer fan to the sport of basketball, right? Meaning you weren't tainted by any previous narratives growing up, you know, having been raised on the sport here and the media basically telling you who the top greatest players of all time have been. And if, if you think otherwise, get the fuck out of here, right? Like that, that's kind of how we've grown up here as sports fans. So I'm curious as somebody who's newer to the sport, right? Like, it sounds like you didn't really get to watch Michael Jordan, even though you're roughly the same age as, as all of us, um, because of where you were, you just weren't paying attention to the sport yet like that. So mm-hmm. you come in at much later time, years, generations after Michael Jordan, essentially, and LeBron's that guy. I mean, like you said, Kobe was technically that guy right when you were taking over, but it was the tail end of Kobe. Um when so, he got that big paycheck. Yeah, exactly. When he got that thank you paycheck uh, that I still, I, I get it, but I was I, I had mixed feelings at the time, <laughs> by the way, when the Lakers gave him that money. Well, we but didn't it, want him to go to the Clippers, man, so. I mean, he wasn't going to go to the Clippers at the, at the, at the end, man. Oh, um, right. But anyways, so my question is, in your opinion, I mean, in the, in the years that now you've become a fan and you've been watching it because you mentioned that LeBron James has been one of like your favorite players to watch. Do you think... He's the greatest player that you've seen or, you know, have you gone back to like seeing highlights or did you watch the Michael Jordan documentary? Like, were you even interested in that or? or? Yes, I, I watched it. Um, but it's it's so different to watch highlights and to watch an entire game, right? Because highlights, even if you look it up on YouTube, you're just going to see the, the best right, things. Right. So if, if you bring up a highlight reel of LeBron James, you're going to think, you know, it's pretty much the same thing. You're right. I never got to watch Michael Jordan the way other people did. Uh, To an extent, I never got to watch Kobe the way other people did. Right. Including you guys. Uh, But I will tell you this. I I do still think that LeBron James is the best player in the NBA right now. Okay. And, 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 And to me, it's just weird when anyone tells you otherwise. I mean, it's, it's not hard to see just the, the the type of things that this guy is able to do at his age, and he's just doing it doing it as well as he's ever done it. Um, there are there other players that are very good, yes, of course. But to me, he's he's got to be the best right now. If you had to guess, who would you say is the next guy? Kevin Durant after LeBron. Like let's say LeBron's yep. already like going to hang it up. Kevin Durant's going to be the one that takes over. Uh well. It depends on when he hangs it up, right? Yeah. Um, but I think if he goes down today and says, <laughs> and says, I'm not going to play anymore, I think Kevin Durant is the, the guy who takes over, yes. Uh, I think he plays the game 
it, it's just different the way he does it. And he makes it look so easy. Uh, he's very tall, um, very explosive, something that you wouldn't think that he is when you look at him. Like yeah. he's like a skinny LeBron James, you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. I, I I do think he he would be the the next one to take I, over. I you know what the analogy I use for for Kevin Durant, who I've always loved. I loved his game. Um but I feel like he's the Ronaldo to LeBron's Messi. Mm. You know, it, 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 almost. Um in, in other words, like they're they're both considered to be maybe number one and two over their careers since they've been ascending in the league. Because, I mean, yeah. obviously LeBron is the older player. Not by much, though. I think it's by like four years, three years, you know? So really, they're, they're yeah. kind of peers in that sense, right? Um, yeah. Whereas in the, other, in the other example, I guess in the analogy, Messi is the slightly younger player to Ronaldo. Uh, so I guess they've swapped there, but... I, that's how I find it. I mean, what do you guys think? Do, do you think that's a, 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 an yeah, no, comparison or? That is. That's exactly it. Because I feel, yeah, Durant is number two to yeah. LeBron. Um, yeah. There's no other battle outside of that. And then from three to 10, it can vary. You know what I mean? I feel right. every season it changes. You know, like last season, you can make the argument Luka Dantich was the third best player. Like in terms of like value, you know what I mean? He's on your team. It, it does impact, so. NBA Awards said something different, right, Alex? I mean, Giannis, right, was the MVP, right? Yeah. So, I mean, so that should be the top guy. Like why, where does he fall in this conversation? Do you, uh, I mean, Pablo, do you think he's the top guy after Durant or, and, and LeBron or... Yeah, do you do you buy into the Giannis hype, or do you? Uh, y- yes and no. You have to remember that he had a great year when Kevin Durant, especially this past season, Kevin Durant wasn't you know a part of it. Right. Um, he is very athletic. I think he needs to become a better jump shooter because you need that nowadays in the in the NBA if you want to be successful. Uh, Kevin Durant already has that. Um, yeah. Uh, do I like him? Yes. Is he fun to watch? Fuck yeah. But do I think he he can take a team to a championship by himself the way LeBron James has in the past? Um, I, I you know I, I I don't know. And and I would say maybe not not even to the championship, but just to the finals. Uh, but I don't think he can do that. It's it's too it's too easy to to crowd him when he's the only one doing everything. So do you think it was a mistake that he didn't go the Kevin Durant route and try to join an already established team to go get his rings? Or because he just re-upped and signed that right. ma- that massive deal with a small market. And there, ain't, nobody ain't trying to go to play in Milwaukee, but do you think it was a smart move or do you like the move that Giannis I re- I, re- I respect it. I yeah. respect it. But... Nowadays, signing a five-year contract doesn't mean anything. Right, right. He can, he can, he can get traded in a couple months if if <laughs> if if he just gets tired of it. Yeah, you know, I I don't think he's going to stay there for the for the entire five years. But I but I do respect it. He says he's got loyalty in his DNA, but we all know that most NBA players have loyalty in 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 their veins when they first start off, and then. And then something happens. You start realizing that your team sucks. So you have to go somewhere else. <laughs> sounds so, like you're describing somebody else. <laughs> it sounds like, yeah, it sounds like you're mentioning James Harden, dude. 
No, but but once again, that, that everybody does that. I mean, LeBron yeah. James did it. Yeah, right. It's Cleveland first time, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I I, I admire it, but uh, I'll tell you I who did it to it. Kobe fucking Bryant did it. <laughs> <laughs> he was loyal to that beautiful <laughs> purple and gold. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, but Pablo makes makes a point. Like he's seen the a behavioral pattern of an NBA star and. Usually by the second max contract, right? If if the t- if the, the owners don't do anything to turn that team around, you gotta you gotta take it apart. So yeah, that that makes sense. That's a good point. I mean, I like that. I I'm all for imp- player empowerment, but I feel like I draw the line at somebody like James Harden. <laughs> I don't know how y'all feel about that, but that's player well, because, empowerment because he's combat. doing is that because he's doing what Anthony Davis did a couple years ago no 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 I see <laughs> it is not an app that that is not what Anthony Davis did the reason here's here's the difference between Anthony Davis and James Harden tell me Laker fan I will tell you I will tell you thank you the difference is James Harden was given the keys to his franchise multiple times, multiple times, okay? They got him Chris Paul, who he wanted to, to be paired with initially. Chris Paul, Chris Paul, who you know very well. Mm-hmm. Um, and mind you, we're going to talk about Chris Paul because part of that Clipper, uh, one thing that we forgot to bring up is how you guys stole Chris Paul from the Lakers. Goddamn right. <laughs> and we Dude, don't- the guy is dead. <laughs> you know, the commissioner is dead. Let's get over it, man. It doesn't matter. Uh, rest in peace, David Stern, <laughs> but still, he fucked us over there. But anyways, I digress. Um, James Harden was given multiple keys, again, to, to, to this franchise. Chris Paul, that didn't work out. He had Chris Paul sent out. Um, next came, before, there was somebody else. Russ, uh, or there was the, when Dwight Howard, you know, joined joined the Rockets, <laughs> oh, that's right, yeah. right? When Dwight Howard was still like a top free Dwight agent. Howard, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, there was somebody else and then it was Russell Westbrook. That didn't work. Mm-hmm. And now he's saying, you know what? I want out of here. Maybe I'm the problem. <laughs> no, he's not even saying that he's the problem. He's <laughs> saying the franchise is the problem. Right, exactly. And but then you can't you, blame yourself. You'd rather blame the franchise. But and, really, it's him. And you read all these reports about how he shows up late to film sessions <laughs> and, and stuff like that. I mean, the dude was just training for this new season in Atlanta and Las Vegas. You know, when his team plays in Houston, <laughs> like, yeah. so that's the difference that I would say. It's not fair to link him to somebody like Anthony Davis because Anthony no, Davis just let, said. But let me ask you something. Yeah. How how much power do you seriously think James Harden had, especially with a, a couple of years ago? Like, I can see that last year, two years ago, but at the beginning of that run, when he first got there after Oklahoma City, how much power do you think he really had? I think players are are a lot more empowered ever since the Kobe's, um, you know, leveraging themselves as go move, willing being willing to move to other teams, and then with LeBron building that super team down in Miami, like these NBA owners have to respect the power of these players. They don't see they see them as yes, these assets on the court, but also when they band together, they realize how much power these players have. So you have to understand that Harden. And other players have the power to work out contracts. They have strong agents, and the players' union is strong enough to like, hey, this player has this contract, and we're going to move him. You have to, you have to respect them, or else they're going to play shitty on the court. So the players do have a lot of power. You have to understand no, and, that. No, and, and I'm all for that. But what I'm saying is that I 
don't think this James Harden's situation is that different than what Anthony Davis did a couple of years ago when he would sit out games just because he was waiting for that trade to happen, which never happened until the offseason. But he kind of did the same thing. He didn't sit out games, though. They sat him down because, again, they realized that it was a tenable situation where he's now an asset and they can't afford mm-hmm. to have him out there you know, and getting injured and then them winning games. That was another problem is that if he's out there, their chances of winning those games go up and their draft stock or draft lottery status would also go up. So they were in a really tough situation. Now, did Anthony Davis and his team know this and use that as leverage? Absolutely. Um, But Anthony Davis, they, I mean, New Orleans never put a team together for Anthony Davis the way they have in Houston for James Harden. You well, know? they didn't have the money. Well, you know, that's, that's, and unfortunately, that's the small market team conundrum. Exactly. I mean, know? that's what happened to Paul George, right? He, he said he wanted in to Indiana. play with Anthony Davis, Indiana, and they, they refused because they just didn't have the money to, uh, to, to bring him over. I mean, that happens all the time. And Paul George ended up taking off. But once again, I, I don't agree with the whole, um, oh, I'm going to sit out the season because I want to be traded. I don't agree with that just because they get paid so much money to do it. Uh, that being said, as much power as players have, team owners and team executives have a lot of power too. And we were just talking about uh, Giannis, right? How he signed that contract. What if he does want to say the entire length of that contract with Milwaukee? And then the team says, you know what? This isn't working out. They have the power to ship him out. So right, right. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's the way power is distributed in the NBA is so weird and not in a good way. That that's how you end up with situations like what James Harden's going through. And yeah. is that ever going to change? Probably not. If, if anything, it's going to start getting worse. Yeah, I mean, it's it's tricky, man. I feel like in the NBA, and it's it's unique the player empowerment that has, and and I'm and I'm definitely for it, like you said, because franchises have shown for years that there's no loyalty. Like if they see an asset or value in you, and they can flip you for something else that works out for them, they've done it. Um, Then again, player empowerment is nothing new, technically. It's just taken on new iterations over the years. Um, I mean, Kareem Kareem Abdul-Jabbar had player empowerment. You know, a lot of the bigs of of yesteryear had player empowerment. LeBron, I feel like, took it to the highest level um, to where now... Would you say he ruined the game? (laughs) (laughs) You know, it has made it interesting for us as fans who we like to root for the same player for many, many, many years, especially if you like, especially in the social media age, right? Where you follow a player and you identify with them and like, you're like, oh, I like that. That guy seems like for for all the millions that he or she makes, they seem like a relatable person. And I like that that person's on my team, right? Until they're not. And then it's like, yeah, so it's interesting, man. I feel like we're so handcuffed as sports fans. We have to root for the club. Always you have to root for the club and the That's team when so players bullshit though, never, man. never 
Look who's talking. I know. As somebody who goes back and forth, (laughs) yes. Okay. Um, But because it's our city, they're representing our city. So we're going to root for them. The city of Carson, the city of Los Angeles, whatever city you want to say you're rooting for, you're rooting for them. But these players, we enjoy watching too. So when they move on to other teams, like, why can't we still root for them? We can. We should be okay. And if you want to buy... Uh, uh, Chris Paul jer- a jersey from the Clippers or from the you know the Rockets. Oh, God wherever forbid he goes to next. for you guys. God forbid. Are <laughs> <laughs> the Laker jersey that I you had know, on yeah, pre-order I, when that trade happened? I am <laughs> out of it got snuffed out. I am out of like towels to use for when I wash my car. So a cl- Clippers Chris Paul jersey wouldn't be a, a bad investment. <laughs> what what did, what did I tell you? Sports fans they get to be the meanest people. <laughs> <laughs> and they just disguise it, you know, with uh, my sports fandom. I can, I can I can tell you that something that represents this team is so bad that I'm gonna wash my car with it. <laughs> and that's and, and it's normal. It's normal how mean we are to each other. What are you guys doing? I know, right? We've 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 perpetuated this this counterculture of uh, that I think has spilled over, unfortunately, into other parts of our society. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's always team, us versus them. Exactly. Like, it's yeah. so negative. And we have to realize that overall, we're fans of the sport. It's a beautiful sport. So let's just enjoy it for what it is. And it doesn't matter what club you're rooting for. Let's just enjoy the game that's being played, which is what we should all try to do when in the world and unite. Like, hey, Paul, I, I get what you're saying. It's politics, right? But it's like, it could, it could, it's all for the betterment of the country. And, we should just try to unite and understand that it's that way. But no, we have the better ideas. I know. Yeah, I'm, I'm with Pablo. It's just, it makes it tough when there's Alex's that exist in the world. <laughs> <laughs> that that they are go constantly back. trolling you, talking shit about your team. And it's hard. Well, that's your to, own thin skin. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, hard, it's hard to be like, when they go low, we go high. It's like, no, nah, fuck you. I'm rolling the mud with you. Like, <laughs> hey man, trolls get a troll, man. I can't say, what can I say? I do love <laughs> There's still time to change, guys. There's still time. Yeah. yeah. What is, uh, change, change starts, starts with, with us. <laughs> a, wise, a wise man once said that. Yeah. <laughs> and his name was Pablo. Pablo, thanks again for being on West Box Go. We appreciate you coming on, talking basketball, the beautiful sport. But before we wrap, you, uh, we're degenerate gamblers here on this show. And we always say, you want to make it interesting. Do you want to make this 2021 season of the NBA interesting? Do you think your Clippers will win opening night, at least, against our L.A. Lakers? Uh, Can I take the Lakers? (laughs) (laughs) And that's a real sports fan right there. He doesn't bet with his heart. He bets with his head. That's right. (laughs) You know what? I'll I'll take that. Sure. Why why not? (laughs) You know. Stranger things have happened. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not locked in, man. You're not locked into that bet. I just respect that you know your team is not good enough to beat the LA Lakers. So no, it's it's not. Once again, <laughs> very easy to see, unfortunately. But uh, I hope that I'm wrong. I'm wrong many times, so I hope this is one of those times. <laughs> Oh, bad. We're just hoping for a good game at this point between the Lakers and the Clippers on opening night. The NBA. Oh, it's going to be a blowout. Hey, let me just say for the for the record, okay. My my whole life as a Lakers fan, because I've been a Lakers fan since pretty much I was a little chiquito. um, I've never ever had any animosity towards Clippers fans. I don't know where that shit came from, dude. To be honest, again, I'm I'm over here looking at my compadre over here, Alex. (laughs) 
because I, it never to me I always saw them as like just co-tenants and but but of the city and it was like to me right. yes I understand we're in the same division and stuff like that and even when the Clippers got good during those dark Laker years it didn't bother me because it was like well good for them finally you know like there's somebody yeah else besides the Lakers that are that are holding it down for the city. But something happened, man, where, like you said, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly when you started off this podcast saying Laker fans are the worst because <laughs> Laker fans are Dodger fans in, in disguise. So I, <laughs> I, I, I totally, I totally get you. There's a few of us who aren't Dodger fans that are just Laker fans. Um, and, and Dodger fans are Raider fans in disguise. So they all mesh up, man. Like it's, you know, um, but I don't know where that started. I hate that that's become a thing. It's been fun more recently just because both teams are at a level that they've both never been at simultaneously. So I feel like yeah. now it's finally like, oh, okay, let's let's have some fun with it. But historically, well, how, I've never... How, I've never how about we do before. this? Let's, let's end this. Each one of you guys say something good about the Clippers. Sure. Yeah. Awesome. They play let's, at Staples Center. <laughs> <laughs> Something good. There it is. Something good about the Clippers. I will say something good about the Clippers. They have some amazing. This is where we put the Jeopardy music just (laughs) thinking forever. Yeah. (laughs) They have some amazing uh, fathead designs in their when (laughs) first (laughs) You guys are so much the problem. All three of them. Well, Donald, not so much. Donald, but, say something nice about the Clippers. Yeah, Donald, yeah, say they, uh, they have Kawhi Leonard, who <laughs> the Lakers are hoping That's to nice. get. You know what I mean? So, Boom. And we can't say that Paul? the Lakers weren't, you know. I think I think even Kawhi Leonard's signing was a big catalyst for the Laker uh, kind of animosity right. towards Clippers. Because it was like that, uh, and especially because now they're being investigated for it. But it's like there was that moment where like, it was going to be either the Lakers or the Clippers and you heard it all over ESPN, Fox Sports 1, just kept going up about who he's going to choose and there were rumors. I, th- I think the Chris Paul trade was the spark, the spark actually, yeah. now that I'm thinking about it. That was the spark that because Laker fans were in a rut and we were about to turn it back around and contend for titles once we got Chris Paul and to find out that the league shut that down and then basically handed them to the Clippers... I think set off a lot of Laker fans. I, I, at the time, it just annoyed me, but I didn't mm-hmm. take it out on the Clippers. But there were a lot of people who did. Um, so yeah, now that I'm thinking about it, I think I answered my my own. It's like the one stain. Uh, what's his name had? Uh, Dave Stern. Dave Stern. Yeah, one one yeah. of the few marks on his uh, resume. Because but, if uh, memory serves, yeah. we had to settle for getting Steve settle for getting Steve Nash instead. Well, ultimately, not Nash, not that not that season, right? Not that but, not a, not that off season, but the point guard we needed. We were trying to get Chris Paul, but we had to go get that Steve worked Nash out well too for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, that's how well it worked out. It didn't because yeah. the Lakers didn't get that other championship that we were trying to get with Chris Paul. So yeah, I mean. Saying something nice about the Clippers, I think it's hard to do now. But back in the day when I was watching basketball, when Kobe was on and was back in the Shaq and Kobe days, the Clippers were like a bye, a bye week like a, on the schedule. You know that was an easy win for Clipper, for the Lakers. Like it would just... The Clippers yeah, how, were, how, how's that nice? <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought you guys were going to say like cheap tickets or something no, back in the day. That's true. 
I do. That like, is another thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I used to like Elton Brand. Now this was, mind you, before again. Michael Oliver Candy. Yeah. You the, the candy you know, man. Um, what was his name? Chris Kamen. You know, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so I, I do the the Clippers. I you think know what? Have Forget done, it, man. It's too hard an assignment. It's too hard an assignment. <laughs> They've done a great job turning their franchise around. I like their owner too. I like the energy he brings. So there you go. There's the compliment. Their like, new owner. I like your new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Your new owner. <laughs> yeah, not Alex, your you were a fan of the old one, right? <laughs> no, no, hey, no. the old owner had a great podcast, man. I'll say that. That's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> Alex would be a fan of his old owner. Oh come <laughs> on. Oh yeah. He he helped bring the uh, Lakers uh, to LA, man. That's, That's true. true. That's, That's true. true. He Sorry. did. That is true. Respect he facilitated that. facilitated so. that. Damn. All right. Da- Pablo, thanks again. Be sure to check out Pablo's album, Simple, on Spotify. Uh, be sure to check out Sunny and Mono's podcast, The Fox Great Podcast. Uh, guys, great talking to you guys. See you next week. Peace. Later. Thank you for having me. <laughs> <laughs>